The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 12. Continuing on in the subject of wine that has been touched by a Gentile. Verse Halacha. How does wine become prohibited through a Gentile touching it? A Gentile must touch the wine itself, either with his hand or with any limb that is typically used in pouring libations. Or if he shook the wine. Merely extending his hand into the barrel, however, is not sufficient. If the barrel was opened and he shook it, the wine would become forbidden. Second Halacha. If he lifted up a barrel containing wine and poured it out, it would become forbidden. The reason is because the wine moved as a result of his power. Third Halacha. If a non-Jew was holding a container on the ground and a Jew poured into it, it is not us unless he shook the container. Fourth halacha, a non-Jew does not make containers of wine prohibited simply by carrying them if they are closed, but if he moves an open container of wine, the wine is prohibited. Fifth halacha, if a non-Jew touched the wine accidentally, it is permitted for benefit, but it still is prohibited to drink. Rambam gives the example of him reaching into a barrel because he thinks it's full of oil and it's full of wine. Sixth halacha, the wine would be permitted if a non-Jew picked up the container thinking that it was beer and poured it, and what do you know, it is wine. Seventh halacha, if a non-Jew enters a room in search of wine, and he extends his hand, and he touches a container of wine, and here presumably the container is open, the wine would be prohibited because he was specifically trying to grab wine. Eighth halacha, if a barrel splits and a non-Jew comes and grabs it so that it won't separate, the wine inside the barrel is permitted for benefit but not for drinking, but that's if it split up the side. If it split widthwise and he grabbed the top, the wine would be permitted for drinking. Ninth halacha, here Rambam lists several examples of things which, if they happen, would cause the wine to be permitted for benefit but not for drinking. If he fell into a cistern and drowned and he was hoisted up and he was dead, if he measured a cistern using a reed, if he swatted a fly that was inside a cistern with a reed, if he patted a a boiling bottle of wine so that it would stop boiling, or if he threw a barrel into a cistern. In the first of those examples, if he wasn't dead but rather was alive, the wine would also be prohibited to drink. Tenth halacha. If there was a hole in a barrel, and wine was starting to come out, and so a non-Jew stuck his finger in there to keep the wine from coming out. All of the wine above the hole is completely prohibited. The wine below is permitted. Eleventh halacha. If someone put a pipe into a barrel and then started to suck on the pipe so wine would come out, and then a Gentile comes along and sticks his finger in the pipe to stop the wine from coming out, all of the wine in the barrel is prohibited. Twelfth halacha. If someone pours wine into a container containing Gentile wine, all of the wine in the upper container is prohibited. That's because we assume that the column of wine connects the bottom container to the top container. Thirteenth halacha. If there's a funnel with a little obstruction in it that prevents the wine from flowing out completely. If it has been used by Gentiles to measure their wine, it needs to be thoroughly cleaned before a Jew can use it to measure Jewish wine. Otherwise, the wine would be prohibited. Fourteenth halacha. If there was a barrel of wine that had two outflow pipes, and a Jew is sucking on one of them to get wine out, and a non-Jew comes along and starts sucking on the other one. When the non-Jew stops sucking on it, all the wine inside the barrel becomes prohibited. So the Jew must stop drinking before the non-Jew does. But this act in and of itself is permitted. The reasoning here, by the way, is that all of the wine in the outflow pipe, when it returns, will cause the rest of the wine to become prohibited. Fifteenth halacha. Same principle. If a non-Jew is sucking on an outflow pipe to get wine to come out. Once he stops sucking, the wine returns into the wine barrel and causes all the wine to be prohibited. Sixteenth halacha. If a non-Jew is transferring barrels from one place to another, and a Jew is walking behind him to protect the barrels, we can assume that the barrels are kosher. The non-Jews wouldn't open the barrels while the Jew is there. Seventeenth halacha. If a Jew leaves a non-Jew in his store, as long as the Jew is coming in and out all day, he can assume that the wine has not been touched. But if he tells them, I'm going to be leaving for an hour, and then he leaves long enough for the non-Jew to open up a barrel, try the wine, and close the barrel, then the wine would be forbidden. Eighteenth halacha. If a Jew is eating with a non-Jew, and he leaves a bottle of wine, open on the table, and he leaves another one open on a counter. And then the Jew gets up and walks out of the room. The wine on the table is forbidden, but the wine on the counter is permitted. But if he explicitly said, drink all the wine you want, then the one on the counter is also prohibited. Nineteenth halacha. If they're sitting at the table together and a Jew hears prayers, and so he runs off to pray, when he comes back, the wine would be permitted because the non-Jew will assume that he's coming back at any moment. Twentieth halacha. If a non-Jew and a Jew live in the same courtyard together, and they both leave at the same time to go to a chasana or something, and the non-Jew returns before the Jew does, he enters a house, and he closes the door, 
the open wine would still be permitted because the non-Jew may have assumed that the Jew came home first. 21st halacha. But if a non-Jew and a Jew had wine that was stored together in a house, and the non-Jew goes down to the cellar and closes the door behind him, all of the open wine in the cellar is prohibited. But if there's a window through which the Jew could see what's happening, any of the barrels that are visible from the window would be permitted. 22nd halacha. If there was a lion that roared and a non-Jew ran into a cellar with a bunch of barrels in it, in order to hide from the lion, the barrels are permitted because the non-Jew will say that perhaps a Jew will also come in and hide from the lion. 23rd halacha. If there's an inn, and at the inn there's a bunch of Jewish wine, and there's a bunch of non-Jewish wine, and a non-Jew walks into the cellar where the wine is, if when discovered he would be afraid, perhaps people would think he's a thief, he is not likely to pour a libation from the Jewish wine, and so they would be permitted. But if he feels comfortable, then they would be prohibited. But if it was a young child, then all the wine would be permitted. 24th halacha. If a battalion of soldiers enter a place in a time of peace, all of the open barrels and stores are prohibited. If it is during a time of war, then they would be permitted, because we assume they move too quickly to pour libations. 25th halacha. If a non-Jew is standing next to a cistern belonging to a Jew, and the Jew owes him a debt, and the cistern is collateral. The wine is prohibited. We assume he extended his hand and touched the wine. 26 halacha. If there is a non-Jewish prostitute at a Jewish feast, all of the wine at the feast would be permitted because she would be afraid to touch the wine. On the flip side, if a Jewish prostitute is at a non-Jewish feast, all of her wine would be prohibited because non-Jews will touch it without her consent. 27th halacha. If a non-Jew is discovered in a wine press and there's no wine in the cisterns, but there's a little bit of moisture in the cistern, if the moisture is enough to wet one's hand, then all of the cisterns would have to be cleaned out thoroughly. If there is no moisture, they would at least have to be washed. 28th halacha. If a Jew found a barrel floating in the water with wine in it. If it was found near a city that was populated mostly by Jews, then the barrel is permitted. Otherwise, it is prohibited. 29th and final halacha. If there's a city where most of the wine merchants are Jewish, one finds containers that are typically used by merchants, and they contain wine. The wine is permitted only for benefit. If a barrel of Jewish wine was found and it was already opened by thieves, if most of the local thieves are Jewish, it is permitted to drink the wine.